Good afternoon, y'all. It's sure great to see y'all. Um, <clears throat> before we jump into the gospel, we're just going to kind of give you a little update on our this past weekend with our college students. We went to Seek, the big conference. We were supposed to go to Dallas. Um, that, that got deterred because of the freeze that happened in Dallas. So the buses weren't able to get on the, on the roads to be able to get up there. So we made a, a different little stop, and it was in, at UL in Lafayette. And so UL was not going to go because of the ice as well. And so within a matter of five hours, uh, the team at UL with Focus and their student leaders and our team um, with our Focus leaders um, put together the conference. And so we did everything um, at UL. Brandy got on the phone and found us a hotel, which happened to be where there was a big women's conference, Catholic women's conference, taking place in the same hotel with 400 Catholic women. And we had a chapel with the Blessed Sacrament exposed in the hotel. After Brandy called four or five hotels, that's the one that we landed at. Right. So God was moving in a powerful way to get us to be right there in Lafayette for the entire thing. And it was absolutely perfect. I mean, in every sense of the word, it was amazing. And I get excited with stuff like that whenever something crazy happens and it's like out of our control, absolutely and completely. And we just make the best of it. I'm like, oh, yeah, God's got something stored. Right. Because it's whenever it's out of our control that we begin to realize that he's really the one who's in control. Right. So to that same, uh, that same understanding, let's look at the gospel today, because it was powerful for our students. They had some phenomenal experiences um, this past weekend. So the gospel, I want to back up and paint a broad picture, because what we see happening in the gospel today is extremely significant. There is an excitement about Jesus just ravishing through the entire countryside in today's gospel. And Jesus is displaying power that has not been seen ever in the history of the world in today's gospel. But let's back up and show you kind of where it all came from, right? So the first time Jesus displays his power is going to be at the wedding feast at Cana, right? When he turns water into wine at the request of his mom. From that moment, John's gospel says that Jesus revealed his glory. So once Jesus' glory is revealed, man, people start pulling at him, and they want a piece of him. And so he begins to heal people pretty much right away, and he begins calling his 12 apostles. And then at some point before this gospel reading opens up today, he gives his apostles the power to go out and to expel demons, to preach, and to heal. Right? This is all happening within about a one-year time frame. And then um, he's preaching parables. He's uh, walking on water. Right? The apostles are in the midst of the sea and he walks on water right by them and they begin to freak out and he gets in the boat with them. How fun would that be? Um, and then he, uh, just right before what happens today, he does the feeding of the 5,000 with the two, five loaves and two fish. Remember that story? So again, the people were just, I mean, blown away. Like Jesus just fed 5,000 men, not to mention they each had probably a wife and each had probably a kid or two. Right? So Jesus potentially fed up to 15,000 people off of five loaves and two fish. Now, you know we love us some food in South Louisiana. And if you found a guy that was walking around and he was multiplying gumbo and crawfish, you're like, wait, this guy's pretty amazing. We want to invite him over to all of our, all of our parties, right? All of that has happened. Jesus' fame is spreading through the entire countryside. And so whenever they disembark on the boat today, people, it says they recognized him and they started scurrying about the countryside, bringing to him everyone that they knew was sick. They were, I mean, this has got to be a task. They're carrying sick people on mats for miles and miles to get to Jesus. So this 
though it's a short gospel reading, um, it's happening over a period of days, right? That he's going from countryside to countryside, and they're searching him out left and right. And so their faith in Jesus is absolutely phenomenal. And if you hear what they said, it says they're bringing all the sick people to Jesus. And it says, everyone who was sick that they brought was healed. And there were so many people that were around Jesus that even if they didn't get to lay their sick before Jesus, they would just touch his coat and they would be healed. This is a magnificent display of divine power. Right? Jesus didn't even have to touch them physically. His coat would heal them immediately. <laughs> this is magnificent, right? And so, as I'm reading through it, I keep thinking, okay, where, where am I at in the gospel? Who am I? Because there's two main groups of people, right? There's people who are sick that need healing, and there's people who are bringing the sick people to Jesus to be healed. And I think we can find ourselves in one of those two spots at any time of our life. There's times where we are coming to Mass, but we still have ailments. We're still, we have sicknesses, right? And we ask Jesus to help us with those sicknesses, sometimes to heal, and sometimes He does, or sometimes just give me the grace and the patience to endure the suffering that you've allowed me to, to share in right now, right? And so there's times that we are sick, that we need Jesus to come and touch and to heal. Then there's times that we are just bringing people to Jesus, right? We're praying for those who are sick. I'm praying for a good friend of mine. His wife is 35, 45 years old. She's had cancer for the past three years. And last night he sends me a text message, please pray. The cancer has gone to her brain. She's seizuring. And uh, I'm at the hospital with her right now. So I'm definitely offering up Mass for my friend's wife right now, right? You have your own people that you're praying for. And the time that we bring them to Mass is whenever we have the, the prayers of the faithful, right? We're offering up Mass for this person and that person. And there's that moment where we say, and for your prayers and your intentions, if you keep in the silence of your own hearts, in your mind, that's you carrying your friend on a mat and bringing them to Jesus to be healed, to be touched, or maybe just to touch his coat, Right? And we know in faith, miracles didn't just happen back then, but they've happened today. I could, I could rattle off so many miracles of people who were healed um, through faith, through prayer, through our Lord, right? Um, and so that's where we're at today. Which one are you? Or maybe you're both. <laughs> maybe you need some prayer, and maybe you're praying for someone at the same time, right? Maybe you're both of those people. But that, I think, is where we meet in the gospel today and realizing that Jesus his power is, is, is unbelievable, and it wasn't just for those times. It's for us too. And so let us come with expectant faith. I think it's an important word, expectant faith, that he can heal when he wants to heal, and when it happens, it will be for his glory, right, and for his honor. And if he says, no, look, the greatest glory you can have is to someone to receive their crown of glory in heaven, well, then he'll let that happen as well, Right? But we do come with him with expectant faith, hoping, praying uh, that he will heal. Um, but that also we have the faith to carry people on that mat to see Jesus. Amen.